Welcome to the Yoga Living Project Podcast. This is Austin, and this week we're talking to Liz Nelson, who, with her uh, boyfriend and his family, run the Surf and Turf Animal Sanctuary out in Larkspur. Um, we did a, uh, a yoga event, Cambio did a yoga event with them a couple weeks ago, and it was a great turnout. So basically the way it worked was uh, you sign up, pay, show up, and then do yoga in this really beautiful landscape with all these animals. At the time, they had over 70 animals. And the way, um, <laughs> speaking with Liz, the way it sounds like it's going um, by the next one, which is September 16th, at 5.30, so that's this coming Saturday, uh, if you're listening to this currently. Um, they, who knows how many animals they'll have by then. I, I mean, like some of the featured animals, there's pigs, goats, cats, cows, there's a zebra. There are all sorts of other things. I, unfortunately, was not uh, lucky enough to get to go. Um I would have been really excited about seeing the donkeys, though. I know that. Um, this is a cool podcast, though. This is something that, you know, like Colorado is this place where it's like, um, it's just on the verge of being progressive in ways like this. Um, you know, it's there's that Western cowboy aspect to this state, and then there's also a very... Um, progressive mindset especially when you get into places like boulder and stuff but um i don't know of any other animal sanctuary in colorado i didn't google it i suppose i could google it maybe i should but i didn't but i can tell you i know about this one and liz is awesome her family sounds really awesome and i hope they stick around as uh if when you listen to the podcast there's a little bit of uh inherent uh situational, circumstantial uh, things in their near future that might cause them to move locations. But um, yeah, check it out. Check the conversation out. And September 16th, this Saturday, 530, if you are not doing anything, the weather's still going to be nice. If you know anything about Colorado, especially Colorado Springs, it'll be nice until the day of Halloween when it snows like it does every year, even though it hasn't done that in years, but I still say that it does every year because that's how it happened when I grew up. Um, I'm apparently denying climate change with that comment, but um, it will probably snow Halloween this year just because I just said that. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the conversation. Check out Liz's classic Cambio. She's on the schedule. And without further ado, actually one more ado, uh, <laughs> please take time to like us and review us on iTunes. It helps the algorithms, helps us get out there, helps us spread the word as our mission is accessibility, community, and education in all things yoga, which we believe to be um, founded on the precept that you are perfect just the way you are and at the same time am a vehicle to develop yourself. Um, not that the vehicle is yoga, you are the being that needs to develop yourself at the same time holding space um, and grace for yourself. So, all of that, just to introduce the animals, the yoga, and this is a great, this is a fun conversation because he's actually in the barn. You get to hear the animals 
while we chat. Alrighty. Thank you so much for listening to Yoga Living Podcast. Okay, hi Liz. Hi. <laughs> hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> so Liz Nelson. Yes. You and your BF, Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, run the Surf and Turf Animal Sanctuary out in Larkspur, yeah, Colorado. Yeah, his, his whole family. Oh, and his whole family. So it's a family sanctuary. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, um, well, and it was really cool. The pictures of the recent event with Cambio looked awesome. How many people did you have out there? We had about 30 people come out. So, and yeah, pictures were great. I'm hoping we still get some more. There were... We had a lot of, I think, more picture-taking and rubbing animals than actual yoga, but that's, you know, that's fine. <laughs> that was the point. So, <laughs> so yeah, because that's, I mean, that's what the event was, right? It was like a fundraiser for the for the yeah. sanctuary, and yeah. and we raised, like, something over, like, is that a rooster? Yeah, I'm in the barn right now. I was feeding, feeding everybody. Is that rooster so. confused about what time <laughs> yeah. of day it is? I think so. He's probably telling me to get out. It's like their bedtime. Everybody's kind of getting in their little positions to go to sleep. Oh, so. I see. Um, well, so, yeah, I mean, we raised like 600 bucks for your sanctuary, and yeah, people had a great freaking time, and we're going to do it again, it sounds like. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, so first of all, tell me a little bit about the sanctuary and what it is and how it came to be. So... Um, we want to be really honest with how we started out, um, because we were actually kind of a small beef cattle operation, um, a year or so back. So we would, uh, let our male cows go out and kind of help make babies to other people. We would do that. Mm-hmm. Or if we had some that were sick or something, we would actually give them to, um, meat farms which is like shocking now (laughs) um so we had a big change when one of our own cows got sick and it was like the worst the worst experience um then that kind of changed everything because we were like you know what like what in the world are we doing like we love these animals so much you know why I don't know so then we were trying trying to figure out like how um I don't want to say to redeem ourselves, but just kind of change that, you know, we wanted Mm -hmm. to keep our animals and kind of get out of that sort of business. So, um, we decided last Christmas to never get rid of animals again and, um, actually start to take in more. And then just a few months ago, we got officially certified as a nonprofit. Um, and so, yeah, now we're like all vegan and (laughs) don't, you know, support animal products or anything like that. So, um, I don't know. It was kind of weird how we did get started, but it was like a, a big journey. We definitely learned a lot. And I hate to say the whole like um, cliche, make the connection, you know, kind of thing. But it really, it really took that. We would like, we could just not look our animals in the eyes anymore and then continue to sell them off. So actually we got back three animals that we sold. We bought them back because we just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't do it. So, Wow. Um, but yeah, now we have over like 70 animals here. Um, oh. 
and we just got two more this week, so we may be closer to 80 now, but, so. Wow, so. That's kind of our start. So tell me, yeah, so tell me about how the sanctuary works. Is it is it a non-profit? Yeah, yeah, it's a non-profit. So um, we're, we are just kind of getting into taking donations because um, all of us, we kind of feel weird about asking people for money, but at the same time, like, that's the, you know, position of a nonprofit. That's the business. And we couldn't really support the animals if we didn't. So um, we want to get into a lot more, like, where we're doing events, like we just did with the yoga with Campio, um, and get into kind of more of that stuff because we um, we kind of can't stop taking in animals. <laughs> it's, like, it's too much, but it's great, you know? So, yeah, it sounds like almost 80 animals in, you said, about a year's time. Yeah, and actually, the new animals, most of them are in the past, like, three or four months. We really um, kind of went crazy on it a little bit. So the way that that works out, a lot of times we are either looking on Craigslist and just kind of seeing, because we, we have a soft heart. We, wanna, we don't want just, like, you know, some dog that you don't want. And that sounds awful. We would take anything we could. But we want, like, like Rosie, our new cow Rosie. We just got her... Um, I don't even think it's been a month, and she's like a special needs cow. She was, um, they think her oxygen was cut off on the way out of the womb when she was being born, oh. and um, so she's only three months old, and she's really behind, and you know, we have to bottle feed her and everything, so we're kind of suckers for like that type, so a lot of it is us looking for things or people reaching out to us, and then we will go pick them up, like yesterday, or no, I think it was the day of the farm yoga we just got two new geese. It's kind of funny because they were, they were have never seen any other animals before, and then coming into where we have like seventy, so they were hissing at everybody, and so that was like the one thing people had to kind of stay away from. Um, but they're nice now; they're walking right by me, actually. So Are they... they're, they're kind of calmed down. <laughs> now you said but, you, you said they're geese. Yeah, we have geese. Do they? Geese. They don't just fly away. They haven't yet. We haven't let them out of the barn yet just because, well, we let them out to, like, wander around a little bit, um, but just to kind of get them a little bit more familiar with the area. So um, right now they're just kind of wandering in the barn. That first day they had their own little pain where they could kind of settle down and not feel, you know, threatened or pressured by any animals around them. And then we have a pond here on the property. So um, we're hoping once they kind of get used to hanging out a little bit that we can take them down uh, to the pond because that's where all our ducks are and we have other chickens and stuff over there so then they can actually have like a little company and not that you don't in the barn you do but then they can be kind of more in their natural place you know right so um wow that what a crazy idea like so just one cow got sick and it totally changed all of your guys's perspective on the whole thing yeah, her name was Dixie, um, and I I can't even, oh God, it's so strange, like, how we, you know, would have to sell them, and then all of a sudden she gets sick, and we were just, like, completely heartbroken, and then, yeah, and that changed everything, we were like, what in the world are we doing? Wow. So, um, so yeah, so they're all here now. So, what, yeah, um, and where, where did you get the idea for having, a, like, the, is this something you've heard of before? I mean, I know other people do it, but, like, what kind of experience had you guys had with it when you decided to do it? I mean, that kind of, 
kind of none. Like, we, we've we heard of other sanctuaries, you know, and uh, thanks to social media, you know, we can kind of keep up with some. And um, I don't know. I think it – actually, I remember, funny you mentioned, I think the very first day of Cambio's teacher training when I was there with our group, I remember saying how I wanted to live on a farm. I remember it, <laughs> and I think it's just been a passion. And that's kind of the thing. It's like – if I still have to work, my boyfriend still has to work, and, you know, his family still has to work, um, at least part-time-ish, but this is, like, the only thing that we were really passionate about, you know? Like, none of us want to go sit and work from 9 to 6 or 8 to 5 or whatever. All we wanted to do was, like, okay, so, you know, how are the animals? Where's the next animal? Did you get pictures of today? Oh, my God. Did you see mystery? Did you, like, it's just that's all we cared about. So we were just kind of like, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's go for it. Like, why not? Wow. And then we got approved, you know, and everything. So, and we're kind of, I mean, we've only been approved for maybe four, four-ish months. So we're still very new, but um, so in like terms it's of, been a really good start. In terms of being approved, you mean for like the 503C1 or whatever it is? Right, 501C, yeah. Ah, gotcha, okay. <laughs> for that. I had a few of my threes and Cs mixed up right. there. Um, <laughs> so, well, now tell me about some of the animals on the farm. Okay. Like well, how, what do you like what yeah, like what do you have? Like I wanna know about the animals. So we have four donkeys and they are the mama and the dad are um, Dakota and Helen and then the two babies are Luna and Lily. And mm. then we have a zebra, her name is Mystery. She's actually um, been in the family for like five years. So okay. they actually just found mystery on Craigslist a few years back. And, like, these, these people have always been animal lovers, which is so funny that it started as, like, a beef, a beef cattle operation thing. Um, <laughs> right. But so mysteries are zebra. She was definitely the star of the show um, for oh. the yoga. It was so funny. Oh, really? Um, the zebra was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I She's kind of – we have two cats here, too. So there's another cow, Lady Longhorn. She has a calf. And then there's another cow, Shy Girl, and she has the calf. Um, and Zebra, or Zebra, and Mystery, like, takes initiative to be, like, Mama Zebra. So, um, oh. I, was, I didn't think she would come up to anybody, like, at all. I thought she would be the most standoffish. And it was so funny, because everybody had carrots and lettuce and everything that we brought over to her. And she was, like, the first one almost to come to the gate, which was incredible, so... Um, oh my god! So have, I'll just and then we have an ostrich too. His name is Sundance, and he's 23 years old. Um, wow! We got him from yeah. This paleontologist in um, Castle Rock reached out to us, and he was trying to move with his girlfriend to Alaska, and asked if we could take um, Sundance. So how long? Sundance. How long do ostriches? Like how long do they live? They, they can live to be 80. Wow. So this, yeah. so that ostrich might outlive you. Yeah, he well, might. So what is the what is the majority of the animals? If there's eighty of them, and you so you've got like ostrich, a couple cats, what uh, zebra, some cows. Um, majority is probably going to be our ducks or our chickens. We have close to thirty-ish chickens and I think nineteen ducks. Um, and then. And then, I mean, if you want to count the cats, there's like 13 cats and nine dogs and things, and then two <laughs> pigs and two geese. 
So, and, and the whole idea, the whole mission is that, like, these animals were set to be slaughtered. Or, yeah, a lot of them were. Yeah. Or just had... The ones we, the cows we bought back, there was Big Mama, Shy Girl, um, Shy Girl's Calf, and then, which we haven't named. They named it Alex, but we've been, like, iffy on the name, so we're, <laughs> we're kind of lagging. He doesn't quite have a name yet. Um, but those three were all going to go to slaughter. And actually, we have um, two steer, actually three now, three since today, but three steer that kind of sneaked onto our property because our property is lined up right with um, some ranchers um, out in Larkspur who, you know, all of those are going to go to slaughter. So they kind of snuck over, and we haven't exactly given them back because uh-huh. um, we can't. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to. So it's getting close to where they're actually going to take the cows, and um, we'll have to kind of have that conversation of how we're going to pay for them. Or I, I'm not really, you know, okay with stealing, but at the same time, I can't let them go back. They've been here for like, well, there's there's two. We named them Holland Oats because one's blonde and one's black. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then and then the third one just joined us yesterday, and we haven't named. Um, Tim, yeah, but he's really pretty. He's got like a reddish coat, and then he's white around the eyes. Well, maybe um, maybe they'll just you know kind of like forget about him. You know, who knows? I mean, that's what we're hoping. That's what we're hoping. Because I mean, I still am not fine with like just taking them, but at the same time, yeah, I just can't give them back. But we've um we've called them before the ranchers out here when there's been like cattle on the road or something, and I've been like, hey. You know, you got a cow out here. You need. Can you come get it? And they've been like, "Oh well, I'm not really close by, so it may be." A, so I don't know how. Like, I don't know how many three would affect. Right, their operation. Else, you know. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like they're kind of uh, hands off over there. Yeah, and I was like, okay, so what? You know, what happens to it in the road if you don't come out? So I don't know. It's kind of it's a weird situation. So what kind of, um, what kind of, I mean, it sounds like with 80 animals, like the day-to-day operations, if you guys are all working, like, it sounds like you're keeping yourself really busy with this. Like, I am extremely busy. Um, but, but it's all good, you know, like it's, it's really fun. We, uh, luckily his, my boyfriend's mother can stay home a majority of the time. Um, but we all have like our little barn doors, you know, we all come down and, open it up pretty early in the morning and check everybody's food and water. It's honestly, it's like a lot to do, but it's not as, not as difficult as you think, you know, uh-huh. like at least in the barn, they're all in the same place. So if you're refilling the water, it's not like it's really difficult work. And it's so like, they're so awake in the morning, you know, that's the best time. Oh, oh my gosh. Did you see the Maisie pictures? No. What was it? Okay, so Maisie is our pot-bellied pig. We just got her, like, two or three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And she is just like a puppy. And it's the cutest thing. She'll come up and, like, rub on you. And at the um, yoga event, I was, like, trying to go through our, um, you know, give the little cambio speech and give our, um, (laughs) oh, my God, why can't think of the word? Our intention for class and uh everything. uh And I couldn't get through it because she was jumping on top of me like a dog. Oh my god! How, and but she's—I think I did see. I saw a picture of one pig, and it was humongous. Is that? Uh, that probably was Maisie. She's she's pretty large. So Maisie jumps on you, but she's gigantic. Yeah. 
Because she's not like, like sometimes you think potbelly pig and you've seen pictures of those like little mini ones. But Maisie's. Yeah, no, that's, no. She's a year and she's like full, full grown. Maisie's full grown. Well, mm-hmm. what was, now what was the response to the people who came? Because I imagine not everybody there, you know, like what was the pull? Because, um, I mean, did you, did you get a sense of if it had any effect on anybody in terms of being there around the animals and. And honestly, it was like a, I think, I don't know, I almost think it was more of like a a better experience for me than for the people, because I say that because everybody who came in was so happy, like everybody, constant smiles on their face, they were just like in awe of the animals, and I think we kind of feel silly, just like how much, how crazy we are about the animals sometimes, but it was like reassuring <laughs> just the other people like have this appreciation for them you know mm-hmm. um and it's it's just great because like on mornings when i'm you know running late for work and i take for granted giving ruby her bottle like that watching other people do it it was like there was such a light in their eyes oh. it was really really rewarding um hopefully for them for me a lot too just to see it and, and like it kind of was that reassurance that you're doing good work you hope you know yeah yeah um so you said that, like, when you guys were starting this, um, you would kind of cue off of some other sanctuaries, like, kind of scope them out on social media and stuff. What is, like, the long view in this stuff? Like, what are some sanctuaries that you look up to or think are really successful? What does it look like for you guys down the line in, like, five years? Oh, goodness. Or well, do, you, do you even have that kind of vision yet? Well, we we want to make this like a full time type thing. We'd like to get on that scale, but at the same time, it's like difficult because it does cost money to do all this stuff. So, um, yeah, how does that you, happen? You know, um, do you know who Booches is? Huh? Booches? Booches. No. And I don't Booches. remember the exact spelling, but she is um she's someone I follow pretty closely. Um, on social media, and she's a extremely successful sanctuary. Um, I don't know. I I'll have to find her and um, kind of show you her because she's rescuing animals like every day. She's to the point where um, there's enough donation and helpful money coming in that she, it's her full time gig. That's all she does. So she started with goats, and then I think it got up to like a hundred and had to relocate. I don't know. So for us. We want to keep the events going just because it, it was really awesome to see people come out here. And, um, I mean, that's kind of how we fund our operation. And then I don't, I mean, I hope nothing would ever happen where we have to stop this. So I'm hoping in the five year we have the same animals, you know, still collecting more, maybe um, a different property, only because the winter is so difficult out here for the animals. That's, I think, our biggest concern right now is, like, we started it, we're going, it's kind of full speed ahead, but now we need to see, like, how everybody handles the winter. Oh, really? Yeah. So, that brings up two questions for me. Number one, um, you said that she, this Bootis, Bootis like, um, she she's made it to the place where she's successful enough with it that she can do it full time. Is that based off of just donations and that those donations covering not only everything she needs for the animals but also for herself to live and be able to take care of the animals 
Yeah. That's amazing. And I, I kind of have like a love hate with it because I'm still very, I don't like asking for money. I think it's odd, you know, like I just kind of have like this prideful thing. I don't like really doing it. But, um, for example, this woman, she has like over, you know, 200 or so, actually, I think it might be more than that, a couple hundred thousand followers on her, you know, Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is. And she had a post up the other day that was like, hey, we need to expand. I want to buy this 16-acre property. And she got up to over $100,000 in donations. Wow. So, I know. How long, that's like how long did it take Honestly, that's like... Um, I think only a few months. Oh my God. I know. See, and that's why I'm kind of like on the fence because that's great. That's really awesome. However, I don't know if 16 acres is 100,000. I mean, I guess it depends where and what you're doing and what kind of property. But it's like, I just want to ask for like this certain amount of money we need and no more. You know, I don't want to be like, I don't want to come off as greedy. So that's the only thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way about her a little bit. But that's also amazing that you can do that, you know? So Yeah. And, and then she's devoting her whole time to animals. So it's kind of right. like I'm yeah. Kind of on the fence about it. Well, yeah, I I can get that because it can feel icky to ask for money for whatever you do in your life. But like remember yeah. like you know, I mean when you go get a job and you do a job interview, you're essentially saying, Hey, I'll do this for you if you give me money and the difference, I guess, is that you're saying, you know, I'll do this for these animals if you guys give right. me the money. But um, that brings up another question is, do you find that people like who are donating to her, like now, so you guys went all vegan, your whole family on this yeah. this thing. Yeah. Do you find that people who are not vegan are still interested in um, supporting the cause? Or is this I, a strictly vegan I agenda? I kind of? so. Um, I mean, I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't, I'm, that's another thing. I'm kind of weird about vegan. I don't like to shove in people's throats. However, like I want everybody to be vegan at the same time. Um, (laughs) but I didn't, you know, I didn't like ask the people who were coming to yoga if they were vegan or not, you know, it just kind of wasn't really brought up. I'm hoping that if they can just, you know, see our animals and kind of get to love them too, especially following our posts and our stories and everything on that on social media, I hope that maybe it will just kind of come to them or they'll just, I hate to use make that connection again, but you know what I mean? Just, right. so, no, I don't know. I, I don't want to push it, but at the same time, I mean, I I think it's something to consider. I definitely feel similar in the sense of like, there's this like secret hope that the whole world could be vegan. But yeah. I think like, but I also think that like with doing what you're doing um, and coming back to that statement, um, making the connection, which by the way, I've never heard that, but I like it, oh, you even, haven't? even though oh, okay. it may be a cliche, but you know, as lo- if it can bring awareness and like start to bring people to a place of more mindfulness about the choices they're making as consumers, mm-hmm. um, I think that, that that is something that is really exciting about all this because, um, you know, maybe not everybody can be vegan and that doesn't also, that doesn't mean that they don't care, you know, and so. Right, that's why I, I don't want to make it sound like it's excluding anybody just because you have meat and dairy or whatever, you know, like that. That's not really our case. And honestly, we have so many chickens and hens here and everything that we're starting to like try to sell off our eggs because 
honestly, there's just too many. So it's kind of a, another hypocritical thing that, like, we don't eat the eggs, but are they just going to sit here? Like, you know, why not get some more right. money for the sanctuary or something? Well, you know, it is our business. That's the thing with the, all this stuff. It's like, so, like, everything, all these political things in nature, they are so divisive where it's like, you know, you, you say something like, oh, I'm selling the eggs at an animal sanctuary, and people all of a sudden I could see, you know, them turning up their nose or whatever, but it's like, well, what are, exactly. what are you supposed to do, though? You know, it's like, yeah, you're they, not... Then we just have to throw them away. You you're know? not like, holding those chickens ransom, and they are living a higher quality of life, and that that's a really that's a really interesting um, philosophical conundrum right there. It uh, is. Yeah, that's. And you wouldn't think about it, but it is. Right, because it, it is. You know, I I think a lot of times um, when I've been in uh, discussions with people, that's a nice way of putting it. Discussions. <laughs> One of the yeah. points that comes up from the from the anti-vegan statement is, you know, well, if we if we all went vegan, then what would all the animals do? Where would all, where would they all go? Would the world be overpopulated? <laughs> to our sanctuary. That's Just the answer I'm going to say for now on. Yes, that's a good answer. So our, now let me ask you this. I'm going to switch gears here a little bit so we can avoid getting too political and just let the haters hate if they want to hate or the, you know, the people happily, hopefully just have an open mind about the discussion because ultimately what you're promoting is um, what it sounds like is just um, love for these animals. Like that's what's coming through to me from what you're saying is that you have a deep love for these animals and you want to help them and it's giving you the ability to help even more and more. So in the, in the long term, what are you going to do about the winter? Are you guys, now I know we had talked a little bit before about you guys maybe transplanting the sanctuary to mm -hmm. Northwest. Is that something that still might be in the works? Yeah, it's still in the works, but we're having issues um, stopping taking in animals so we can find a place. And we're looking, it has to be like, you know, it has to be enough space. It has to have a pond and everything for the ducks. Um, so it's kind of like this waiting game of trying to find that, that right property. Um, and it, it's so it's so sad, too, because you got to come out here. This view and everything is just, it's amazing out here. If it weren't for the winners, like, we would not be leaving at all. Mm. But we have, I mean, we have chickens who have been here through the winners, and a few of them are, like, missing a foot, you know, because frostbite. Ooh. And, yeah, and we've lost a cow or two from getting tangled in um, the barbed wire in a snowstorm. Like, so it's just, it's been tough. Yeah. Um, wow. So if we can avoid it, we would like to, just for the animals. But, yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky one because it's got to be the right place, the right time, you know, and we got to make sure we can get everybody up there. How many how many acres do you have currently? Uh, right now, there's about ninety seven <laughs> acres. <laughs> you hear that, Richard? <laughs> yeah, that's that's huge. That sounds huge. It's very huge, but we actually don't need this much. I mean, I guess it would depend if we keep taking in more. But like the chickens, they don't need a whole lot, and we have some chickens that stay in the barn, and then we have some. Um, that stay by the house. And then the ducks don't need a whole lot. They just we want them to have some water. The cows is like the main thing. So we have 10 cows right now. So we would need roughly 30 minimum 
papers mm. okay. to be able to have them grade. And is that like doable? Is that can you find that in the Northwest? Yeah, I hope so. It really is just like we've seen a bunch of properties, and they've either either been overpriced or they've been sold in like that week. Oh wow! So it's just getting snatched up. Yeah, it uh-huh. is. And so our property is up. Oh my goodness, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> our, oh my god, they're telling me to get out. Um. So our property is up for sale right now, um, and that could kind of be another thing to consider because that would free up a little bit of money where we could purchase the property maybe faster, uh, if that makes any sense, yep. you mm-hmm. know? So it's just kind of... Um, wow, so a lot of it's really up in the air. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and um, all the while, you guys just can't say no to any animal that walks in your door, huh? Yeah, we just got a message... Uh, yesterday the day before for a bunch of mini courses oh. and we were like Ooh, oh my god we don't have any of those are you so, are you gonna um, take them i think we're thinking about it we just have to make sure we would have a place to put them wow. so like the barn is maybe our, a problem right now too because we're kind of running out of like 10 spaces for them so you guys are gonna uh, i don't know have to build an ark yeah maybe <laughs> so but. How do people find out about you? If like, how did the little horse people, <laughs> the little horse people, find out about you? Um, so they can go to our Facebook page or Instagram. It's at the Surf and Turf Sanctuary, um, and then I'm on Instagram. It's Liz underscore underscore Nelson, and I post pictures like crazy. So it's either me or the or the Surf and Turf Sanctuary stuff that you can follow. Right. kind of meet our animals or find out about events or anything like that. We're thinking about doing like a trick-or-treating thing up here with the animals this Halloween. Oh, that would be great. Wouldn't it be fun? It'd be oh, so cute. Yeah. So, Gosh, and then I... we want to do the yoga here again, and we want to do like wine-tasting events or, you know, whatever we can. Um, oh, that would be awesome. Um, well, I just, I tip my hat to what you guys are doing, and it. It sounds so fun. Like I know I first heard about animal sanctuaries when John Stewart left the Daily Show of all things. His wife in upstate New York has a a huge animal sanctuary up there. Yeah. And so that yeah. was kind of his plan when he retired from my understanding is that he was just going to start helping her uh herd herd the cats, so to speak, uh-huh. pun intended. Or to to speak literally. But um and I was like, what a cool idea. And like the fact that you guys are doing it and it's like, oh, I just, it's just, it's such a beautiful, exciting thing. And I, I love animals almost more than people sometimes. So yeah, um, yeah. I just, I can't tell you how grateful I am for what you guys are doing. And, you know, if, well, thank you. And I'm so glad that at Cambio, you know, we can do stuff with you to help promote that and um, look forward to seeing how we can either figure out to build a big tent for those yeah. animals for the winter. Cause I don't want to lose right. you guys either. Like I, I get it. Like you got to find a place where you can survive the winter, but um, man, I just feel like there's, there's gotta be some kind of solution I would guess. So if there's well, anybody. We have like heat lamps and everything in the barn and it's like a nice, you know, it's a nice barn. It's not run down or anything, but it's just, um, like at least for the cows, I feel so terrible, you know, they're just out there. So 
I don't know. I mean, it's definitely doable. It would just be easier yeah. maybe elsewhere. But That's a big move. Now, you guys have moved once across the country when you had the old operation going on. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were in South Carolina. And that's no small feat, I would imagine. No. Wow. No, but they've moved. I don't know. Um, I mean, this was before, obviously, I came in the picture. But they've lived in Florida. They lived in North Carolina. They lived in South Carolina. They went back to Colorado, back to Florida, back to Colorado. So they're used to moving the animals around, which is good, because they've always had some sort of animals. Yeah. Um, so at least it's kind of something that they're used to, and it's not like this huge transition. They're used to knowing how to do it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, um, I just, uh, I think you guys need to definitely get more comfortable asking for money and, um, set up a, set up a, you know, get that foundation going, get that Kickstarter or whatever you need to do to take those next steps to get it bigger. Because I, I just think it's a beautiful thing and, um, you can't let sometimes feeling weird about stuff like that. I mean, Think about all the things people ask for money that, like, I just remember when I was, like, 12, uh, I wanted these shoes so bad, and I would not leave my mom alone about them. I was like, give me the money, and they were really expensive, and she's like, no, no, no. She ultimately held out. She didn't ever buy me the shoes, but I think about it, it's like, you know, the things that we aren't ashamed to ask money for, and then... When you have the intention, we have compassion, and you have heart behind it, you know, I think I think that it can be tough because there's a political charge to what you're doing for some people. But, I mean, from what I take, it doesn't sound like there's any kind of judgment on the way people choose their life if they would like to contribute to it or not. So I definitely yeah. commend that. Um, and, and is there anything else you want to say or want people to know before we um, finish up? Um, I don't really think so, but thank you for having me on, and um, you guys can look out. I hope we'll be doing, I'm looking at September, oh shoot, I want to say 16th or something for the next yoga out here, so I'm going to talk to Amber and get that kind of all uh, squared away and officially set up, I hope. Before it gets too cold or what? Yeah, we're hoping we can do it like maybe two to three more times, but it'll just kind of, we'll have to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Awesome. We will definitely keep it posted. And, um, and yeah, thanks for everything, Liz. I appreciate your time and can't wait to get up there myself to meet some of these animals. Yes. Anytime. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.